Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Right? Yeah, we were in our living room. And I mean, we tried to, we made it happen. We made it happen. Uh, the Lord still honored you ladies and, and came for you. Amen. But here we are in the house. And um, my husband asked me if I would minister this year. And, and it, it does. It's, oh, it's work for me. Amen. But I told the Lord that this is my year of yes. And I'm, I'm not going to say no to the Lord or to, um, to just life. Praise the Lord. Amen. We were we were locked up and we're out now. So it's like, I'm going to live and I'm going to say yes to the Lord and I'm going to cease the opportunities that he gives my life. And and I'm just going to cast my bread on the waters. Amen. And it'll go where it goes. And and it's his words anyways. Praise the Lord. And so I'm I'm privileged to come and to to speak into the house this morning to uh, mothers, mothers to be. Amen daughters that we're raising amen i know they're in class but but we we uh you know we talked a little bit last night at our dinner and and we had we got to hear from the generations that were sitting at the tables and it was really good to just hear hearts and and women were very transparent and uh i just kind of felt like well we had our time but you know what god's going to follow up on the conversation that we started last night and and just bring everybody in today and so Thank you for coming. Thank you for being gracious, amen, ahead of time. And and Lord, here we are. Father, I thank you this morning for your opportunity, God, to bring forth your word and to minister into this house, Lord God, to your daughters that are in your care, Father God. And, and Lord, I thank you that you trust me with your word this morning. You trust me behind this pulpit, Lord God, to edify the house, Lord God, to speak life over these women this morning, Lord God. For that, I'm grateful. And, and so I just pray that the word goes forth, God, and it does good things, God things, great things, God, because that's who you are, Father. Lord, just breathe upon the message and let them hear the voice, God. You are the voice, God. And and so you speak and, and let us have ears to hear, God, what needs to be heard by the Spirit, Father. We love you, we praise you, and we just thank you in advance for what you're going to accomplish, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So actually, my message was birthed from, I believe, a a word, a prophetic word from the Lord. He gave me a prophetic word first, and then from this word, the message unfolded. Amen. He kind of gave it to me. Um, I I, I won't say backwards, but it feels a little bit backwards because I'm going to give you the prophetic word at the end. Amen. And I know it was the Lord because... I don't, this is, these are not words that I would speak, amen? But um, the title of my message, because we're old school, we have titles, amen, uh, is Receive, Raise, and Release. Uh, I feel that that's descriptive to a mother's role, amen? We receive, we raise, and we release, and so I just kind of want to speak into that a little bit this morning and, and spotlight 
uh, three mothers in the word of the Lord. There's many mothers that we can read about, that we can uh, reflect on, that we can admire, that we can learn from. Amen. But uh, I'm going to stick to three for the sake of time because today's your day and, you know, to release you to go be celebrated and honored today. Amen. Well, I just want to, again, thank you for coming and say good morning to everyone and to honor all the mothers that are present and those that we had the honor of having with us in years past. Amen. I'm so glad that my husband uh, took time to do that. But you know what? Those mamas are living their best life. They've gone on to glory. Amen. They've graduated. It's it's the family that stays behind that, that we need to really pray for. There are no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow for them. Amen. But I know that they have left an empty place in in hearts this morning. And so we honor their memory. Amen. Uh, this morning, I hope to bring some fresh perspective to us. Amen. The Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Amen. But we can let the sun shine on, on us this morning. Amen. We're not going to discover. I'm not going to bring anything that you probably don't already know this morning. But uh, the majority of the time as people, we just need to be reminded. Amen. We need a change of perspective sometimes or just a refreshing in our spirit, in our soul, in our heart. Amen. And so I pray that the Lord does that for us this morning. Amen. I want to make mention of just three of many mothers within the word of God and their moments of receiving, raising, and releasing their sons. Amen. In the raising, we all face challenges, hardships, heartaches, regrets, but there's also moments of celebration, amen, of pride. We're so proud of our children, amen. Discovery, you know, we bring this little package home and and it begins to unfold, amen. We don't know what's inside that baby, amen. So we discover that little personality, uh, that individual, amen, because they're unique, right? And and I, I love to watch how fitting uh, children are to their mother, amen. I, I, I was watching, um, there was a little boy, very handicapped, amen, in his wheelchair, and uh, the family was just, they were out. And they were scooping him up, and they were taking him to eat. And I thought, how fitting. They, they put that little boy where he needs to be because they, they, you know, that takes patience. That takes long suffering. That takes uh, uh, the whole heart, amen, to, to be able to um, do what they need to do for him, amen, without making that child feel like you're a burden, amen. And, and I just see how fitting God puts our children to the parents, amen, to the mother. The mother's the nurturer, amen. The fathers provide and they cover, amen. But the mother is the one that uh, does the majority of the raising, amen, the nurturing to sons and daughters. And so uh, there's also the marking of milestones, amen. When I um, had my first two, uh, the books were popular that you wrote down all their milestones, amen, when they sat up, when they crawled, when they uh, fell over, amen. You just wrote, wrote down all their milestones, amen. I don't know that they sell those books anymore, but uh, you fill that little book, and, and when they grew up, you would turn it over to them. They're like, where's ours, amen. <laughs> amen. We have highs and we have lows, and all arounds and in-betweens, moms, right? 
Amen. It's, it's, um, you know, people say motherhood is a big job and I don't know that I want to call it a job. I just say it's a privilege. Amen. It's a privilege to raise a child. Amen. To raise a life is a beautiful privilege, but it's also a scary one. Amen. To come home with this life in your hands. We know that, um, our children do not come with instructions and they don't come with guarantees. We don't even realize, um, that until we begin to release that we actually, the minute we bring those babies home, we're already releasing them a little bit every day. You know, you come home with your bundle, you're recovering, but you don't realize that, you know what, as soon as you take that baby home, there's release. There's release. There's release because you have to trust um, for their health. You have to trust for them to uh, come into their milestones. You you trust um, that you have it in you, amen, to, to raise that baby. And, and so there's a release of them coming up. Praise the Lord. Um, we're going to start this morning with Eve, amen, the mother of everything, amen. Uh, Eve is the mother of all, the first to come into motherhood. She had no reference point, no mother of her own. Think about that, wow, amen. So much of the motherhood in her was within her DNA. It was instilled in her. Praise the Lord. Amen. And she was wired for her own children. She didn't even have community. She had also brought them into a fallen world. Amen. And she uh, birthed out the first children in a fallen nature. Uh, she, re she received them and she raised them in that surrounding. Amen. Eve was the first mother to release them to that surrounding to the curse of toiling and the whispers from the serpent. The serpent didn't stay quiet, amen. He still whispers today. Um, and also to those whispers, amen, and raising them in this fallen world and in that fallen nature, amen, death came for them. Amen. She had to release one to physical death. And the other one she had to release to banish because he was banished, amen? Uh, she lost her two sons by the act of one's anger and jealousy and the feeling of rejection. The act that was done, amen, cried out to the Lord. Abel killed Cain, or Cain killed Abel, I'm sorry. And Abel's blood cried out to the Lord. Amen. And and so it began. Eve had to raise these children in this world. Amen. Abel went back to the dust, and Cain went into the restless wandering, and he was marked for life. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Imagine how she felt with no instruction, no direction, or guarantee. We don't get to see the outcome, ladies, beforehand. Amen. We don't get to see the outcome. We must live through the outcome through the raising years, and we hope for the best for them. Mothers, be encouraged, amen, this morning, though. Eve had to release two sons, amen, and and it's she lost them both. 
Amen. A, uh, Cain never returned to her. He was banished, but they knew banishment, Adam and Eve. And now their son had reaped that as well. Uh, but the Lord was gracious to Eve, and she gave him another, he gave her another son named Seth. And this son bore Enosh, whom through him men began to call upon the name of the Lord. So we were talking about second chances yesterday at the dinner, how grandchildren to us become a second chance. Amen. It's a lot different when you're raising your own children because they reflect you. You know, their, their, their outcomes, their mistakes, their attitudes, whatever, their reflection on us. We feel like, I, my kid's a this or my kid's that. And, and, you know, it affects us differently. But our grandkids, they could burn the house and we don't care. Amen. We, we love them. They're just our second chance. We're not raising them. You know, we get to spoil them. Like, don't talk about my Johnny. You know, my Chucky. I remember doing a Mother's Day with a Chucky doll. Amen. That said, only a mother could love Chucky, right? And so some of us have Chuckies. We're raising Chuckies this morning. Amen. Uh, but we also grandparent Chucky, and Chucky's all right with me. I don't care. He can do whatever, you know, because that's my second chance. Praise the Lord. Amen. My, my first son, hallelujah, bless his heart. He was my test baby. Amen. I, it's like the first one. It's like that. What they say, um, the first pancake. <laughs> the first pancake. Amen. Nick was my first pancake. Well, hallelujah. We'll preach a message for Father's Day. Amen. <laughs> uh, so Nick is my, my little pale pancake. Amen. <laughs> you know, and after that, they're better. Right? Amen. So I, that's God's grace. Amen. Um, and you know what? Nick was my Seth. Nick is who caused me to call on the name of the Lord. So I, I, I have kids and they all have purpose and order in my life. Amen. So let that speak to your heart this morning, ladies, that, uh, you know, we may feel that we have lost a lot in raising our children, but the Lord comes, amen, and he gives us uh, a Seth. And then they bear Enoshes, amen, and we call on the Lord. So there you have it. The tone was set for motherhood, the hood of all hoods, amen? <laughs> and we began to multiply and to converse with God again. Again. Secondly, I want to look at, uh, I hope I say it, Jochebed. Does anybody know who Jochebed is? You Bible scholars, Sister Bloom, I'm sure knows. Moses' mother, amen. She was mother to Moses, the great deliverer. The Bible says in Exodus 2, verses 2 and 3, that from the moment she saw him, she saw that there was something special about him. Amen. And she hid him. She hid him for three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she came up with a plan of release in hope. Amen. But to the unknown. Jacobed had more than Eve. Amen. She had midwives 
wives, she had community, she had reference, and she had the ability to now call upon the Lord. Jochebed had three years with Moses to nurse him. Amen. Uh, then she had to wean him off and trust for another woman to raise him in the palace. So uh, that's what I read, amen, that, that Hebrew mothers would nurse children for three years, and then they would wean them off. So she had three years with Moses, amen, to nurse him and to keep an eye on him. And after that, she had to release him to the Pharaoh's daughter to raise him. Though Moses was raised in a palace, amen, he was half holy and half hood. <laughs> amen. Her, her release was not only to preserve his life, but to let that which she recognized in him from childbirth be birthed from him. Mothers, our eyes need to look beyond the current climate, the threats of death that the enemy whispers or the world offers. Release is never easy, but we must find courage every day to do so. Moses was raised in a palace, but his DNA was from Israel. And that DNA brought him to the I am. Amen? So it's not about where you come from. Amen? It's who you come to. It's who you come to. Amen? We may have birthed our children in our Egypt days, ladies. But we have come to the blood covenant with Jesus because of Jacobed's release in her Egypt. Amen. I'm going to say that again. We may have birthed our children in our Egypt days. Amen. We talked about our Egypt days a little bit last night. Amen. And some of these women were saying how they didn't feel worthy of being celebrated on Mother's Day. Amen. Because of their past mistakes, because of things that they uh, didn't do for their children. Amen. But you are no longer in Egypt, ladies. Amen. You are going to the promised land. Hallelujah. And we may have had our children in Egypt and we may have raised them up in Egypt for a little bit. Amen. But we have come out of that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are in a blood covenant with Jesus today. That is who sits in the room. Amen. And you gave that child DNA because now the blood of Jesus is on you. Hallelujah. They are, they might still be in Egypt and they might still have of those ways in them. Amen. But you are in blood covenant and you can break through. You can bring them out. You can bring deliverance to their lives this morning. Amen. Um, because of Jacob's release, amen, in Egypt, we know the I am too. Think about that. We know the I am too. Keep walking the walk of promise, mothers of the house. Don't lose sight of the special in your children. No matter what is in the waters that may be surrounding them right now, the Lord will take them out of the waters of destruction. Amen. The wilderness of despair, the backside of the desert. Amen to their own burning bush encounter. Hallelujah. Amen. They may be wanderers right now. They may be on the backside of the desert and it looks like, man, there's nothing, there's nothing happening. You know, Moses didn't uh, become the deliverer the minute he left the palace. He killed somebody. 
right? So DNA is Israel, yes, amen. Didn't Cain kill Abel? <laughs> amen, a little bit of that was in Moses, hallelujah. It was a process for him. He had to get Egypt out of him too, amen, and find the DNA that was in him. The Pharaoh's daughter didn't birth him. She raised him. Amen. So his mama was in him and his mama called on the name of the Lord. And he, you know, when he was discovered that he had killed, uh, the, um, Egyptian, he got called out on it. He ran, he ran to the wilderness. Amen. Some of our children, they know the Lord because their mamas call on the Lord. Amen. And they have ran. Amen. They are on the backside of the desert. Amen. They are in their wilderness. Amen. And it can look like, man, nothing's happening to you, mother. But in that wilderness, oh, in that wilderness, amen. Moses was walking in the wilderness and all of a sudden he encountered the burning bush. And out of the burning bush, the I am spoke to him. Amen. Hallelujah. The burning bush spoke to him. Amen. You keep praying. You keep pressing. Amen. That burning bush is going to speak to your son and to your daughter. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. Because your DNA is in them. And you keep burning the midnight oil here. Because you're in covenant. You are a Jochebed, Jochebed, I don't know how to say her name, amen. We'll call her Josie <laughs> this morning. Hallelujah. Lastly, I want to spotlight Mary, the mother of Jesus. Oh, she was awesome, right? In Luke 1, 26 to verse 38, amen. If you can put that up, um, because I didn't write this one down. I'm not going to be long in my message because the Lord wants to minister. Amen. The Lord started yesterday and what he starts, he finishes. Amen. It says in the sixth month of, Oh, how far back did you go? Okay. Well, we're all going to read together this morning. Amen. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee named Nazareth. He had a message for a young woman promised in marriage to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Peace be with you. The Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. Mary was deeply troubled, and by the angel's message, she wondered what his words meant. The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. God has been gracious to you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high God. The Lord God will, name him, will make him a king as his ancestor David was. And he will be the king of the descendants of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Amen. Um, Mary said to the angel, I am a virgin. How then can this be? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and God's power will rest upon you. For this reason, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. 
Remember your relative Elizabeth. It is said that she cannot have children, but she herself is now six months pregnant, even though she has she is very old. Wow. Okay, they put her on blast a little bit. Amen. For there is nothing that God cannot do. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Amen. Other translations say, she says, be it unto me. Mary submitted not only to a supernatural conception, but also to the raising of the prophetic word of the I am, only to release him as the sin offering for all mankind. She is our greatest example on receiving, raising, and releasing as mothers. Mothers, we gave our be it unto us moment to the Lord when you were willing to keep your baby, your children. Their blood didn't cry out to the Lord. We carried them. We birthed them out, and we raised them. Think about that. There's abortions that happen every day, but you had a be unto me, be it unto me moment the minute you decided to keep that baby. And that is important, and that's a big deal. Some of you had babies. I know I wasn't expecting a third child, but there he is. Hallelujah. And I needed him, and he was a gift, and he is a gift to me. And he, he was a be it unto me moment. Amen. They all were. But you know why it's important? Because you brought forth. You brought forth someone made in the image of God. You did not abort your child. And sometimes, you know what, we can, we can conceive at the most um, not appropriate time. Amen. Maybe, you know, when, when I conceived Brandon, my husband wasn't working. And I thought, great, you know, I don't, I don't need another baby. My husband wasn't serving the Lord. And I thought, great, you know, now three for me to take to church on my own. Amen. I gave myself all the reasons why it was not the right time. But God is a God of timing. And there's never a wrong time, amen, to bring forth life. Bring forth life. I mean, I, 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 know, I know mothers that have led other mothers like Jacobed, amen. Another mother, another woman raised that child. There are, there are women here that have adopted, amen, and taken in and raised other children, and God honors that. Praise the Lord. They didn't fall into a system. Nobody else, you know, they said, I'll raise that child. Amen. And, and I, I know mothers that, you know, because of their circumstances, because of their choices, they knew I have nothing to offer this child. And so I'm going to give them a, a future and a hope, and I'm going to let somebody else raise them. And you know what? They have, and they've done great things. Amen. They've raised those babies, right? Hallelujah. They have raised those babies in love and they've given them homes. Amen. And that's a selfless act too. Amen. That is a mother's heart too. So I want to honor that. Amen. Um, when we decided to keep our children in our womb, we had our be it unto us moment. The word continues to become flesh. 
when we have babies. Doesn't it? The word continues to become flesh as we train them up in the ways of the Lord. We know that some children become prodigals. Some children despise their birthright. Some children go on to eternity early, but not without purpose. They existed. Amen. And I, that, that is to you that have lost babies, that have had miscarriage. They still had purpose. They, they existed in your womb. Some of you raised your children in the right way, and they have chosen the wrong. And you have had or maybe are having painful, sleepless, and anxious season in your life. You think of things you could have done more of or differently. We all have regrets, mothers. But mothers, let me remind you and redirect you this morning that even though we have not always done it right, or we feel enough of. Your love is like God's love. It is reckless and it is relentless. I have seen mothers in this house go after their children, have gone into places that you wouldn't even think of because of that love. Amen. Jesus was released to the cross on Calvary to release you mothers from this pain, from regret, <laughs> from fear, and to bring you into honor this morning. Amen. He wants to bring you into honor this morning. He wants to bring you out of regret. He wants you to bring you out of that condemnation amen those thoughts that you question yourself and you you say man if i would have just done this differently if i would have done more of this if i would have been more of that amen you are here this morning honored by the lord amen and he wants to take that off of you you know what i i think it's kind of like you birth the baby and then there's the afterbirth amen and the afterbirth is messy it's messy. It's messy to raise children. Amen. It's painful to bring them forth. Yes, but it's just as hard to raise them. It's messy. It's, it's heartbreaking sometimes. Amen. You feel like you're not getting through. You feel like, man, God, I try to love this child and he just runs further and further from you. Amen. I used to think that my son was a prodigal, Nick. Amen. But you know what? I kind of think he, he despised his birthright. Because he, he's the reason I came to the Lord. And I raised him in the house of the Lord. And he walked away from the Lord. And he says, I'm an atheist. I, don't need, I, I believe in one God less than you. Amen. So that right there kind of makes me feel like you, you despised your birthright. You know, you were born into the house of the Lord. I dedicated that boy to the Lord. Amen. And so I know... I know, hallelujah, he belongs to the Lord, and he's marked for the Lord, amen. And there's prodigals, yes, in this house, amen. They want what they want, and they want to run with it, and they go. They go to the world, and they go hard, 
Amen. They go hard and they end up in some ugly places. Amen. The Lord says a pig pen because the world has nothing to offer one who has been brought into the kingdom of God. The world is a pig pen. Amen. But you know what? They're going to, they come around, they turn around. We've heard this story over and over again about the prodigal son that he comes home and that let that settle your heart in peace. Let that settle your mind in peace this morning. Hallelujah. Whether they didn't want the birthright, they didn't want the house of God, or they just wanted their inheritance and they've squandered it. Amen. Yeah, there's pleasure in sin, but only for a season, only for a season. You and I, amen. My mother had to pray me out of my mess, of my ugly. She, she, she doesn't even know where this girl was at. She has no idea. The pig pen that this girl was in. And I'm glad. All she needs to know is that God heard her prayers. And that God honored her prayers. Amen. And he brought my brother in too. Amen. But he ran with his inheritance for a while. He took off. And his blood cried out to the Lord. And I know that my mom believes in the mercy and the grace of God for my brother. Amen. Amen. Jesus, thank God. I mean, can you imagine raising Jesus? <laughs> the Savior of the world. Why can't you be like your brother Jesus? Because <laughs> I'm not and I never will be. Hallelujah. Imagine that, being compared to Jesus. Why can't you be like Jesus? He's perfect. <laughs> he really is. He's perfect. Amen. You read throughout the word where pivotal moments as Jesus, the plan for Jesus began to unfold. There was things that Mary considered in her heart. Different encounters, amen. I remember when he did the first miracle, when he turned water into wine. And he's like, woman, it's not time for me. And when I read that, I'm like, man, he was kind of like, woman. But in other translations, there's a dear in front of the woman, dear woman. So he esteemed Mary, amen. He wasn't a thug, amen. <laughs> Jesus was respectful of Mary and who she was in his life. You know, flowers are nice and gifts are accepted, but the heart of a mother needs a touch from the Lord more than anything to reassure us, to guide us, and to strengthen us. Mary stood at the foot of the cross on Calvary's hill she set her eyes upon the child she supernaturally received. Her be it unto me moment. She heard the words from the angel saying to her, you are highly favored of the Lord. But I'm sure nothing in her by what she saw that was left of the son she raised to this moment 
felt highly favored. But then, Jesus. But then, Jesus. Amen. From the cross, he spoke to her. Amen. You, you might find yourself facing brokenness in your son or your daughter. And you feel like, man, God, I just don't see you moving on my son or my daughter. Amen. But then Jesus, but then Jesus, amen, from the cross of Calvary. But thank God for the cross. And he still speaks to you, mother, from that cross this morning. He still speaks to you. Remember, Moses came out of the water. He came out of the surroundings. He came out of the wilderness. Amen. Eve, amen, was, was given another son. Amen. He gave her Seth. Amen. And Enosh came forth, and we called on the name of the Lord. And here Mary finds herself at the foot of the cross. Who was she with at the cross? Amen. I believe Jesus had brothers and sisters, right? But they weren't there. They weren't with Mary. Joseph wasn't there. I believe Joseph had gone on to be with the Lord already. Mary was there, amen, with her sister-in-law, Mary, and John, the disciple whom Christ loved. That's who was with her at the cross. The disciples weren't there. They had run off, amen. They were dealing with their own stuff. But it was Mary, and it was Mary, and it was John at the foot of the cross, and then Jesus, amen, Jesus, the Savior of the world, the Son that she received, be it unto me, yes, I am highly favored. And what was left of him spoke to her from that cross. In all of the beating, and all of the rejection, with all of the sin of mankind upon his life, amen. That is the son that she raised, amen. We have sons and daughters, yes, they're bound, they're broken, they're, they're running, amen. But come on, if Mary could look at Jesus and his brokenness and hear his voice from the cross, amen, then you need to look at that Jesus this morning, amen, and find yourself like Mary, that he's talking to you this morning. That he doesn't not see your son or your daughter this morning. That he doesn't see your regrets and your pain and your heartache. Amen. The things that you wish you could have done different and more of and be, amen, towards your child. Amen. He sees you this morning from the cross. He sees you, mother, in this house that feels like she's not worthy of celebration. Hallelujah. You are worthy of celebration because you were once a daughter. Amen. Before you became a mother. Amen. And to him, you are a daughter still. You're not his mama. You're his daughter this morning. And he's speaking to you from the cross this morning. Just like he spoke to Mary. He looked at her. Amen. And in that moment, amen, Jesus said to her, woman, woman, amen. Can we get that scripture, son? John 19. Did we read that already? No. John 19, 25. Let's go to the cross this morning. Standing close to Jesus, the cross where his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Three Marys. Mary, Mary, Mary. Amen. I feel like it's important that Jesus mentioned that. Who was with her? 
so that we could know today it was none of her children were with her. Amen. None of the disciples other than John were with her and her husband wasn't there. And the son that she raised before the Lord was broken before her. Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there. So he said to his mother, he is your son. Then he said to the disciple, she is your mother. From that time, the disciple took her to live in his home. Amen. Our children may not be with us this morning. Amen. They may not want anything to do with the Lord this morning. You may have lost your child and they're not with you this morning. But God in this moment and think about this moment because this was the last accomplishment that Jesus did before he said it is finished. He handled this. Amen. He entrusted his mother to John. But she, he also entrusted John to his mother. And there's going to be times, ladies, that who you have is the family of God. He set that tone this morning. Amen. Your, 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 your other children may not understand you. May that, they not be around you. Amen. The way that you would like for them to be. Amen. But he is entrusting you this morning to the family of God. Amen. He is entrusting you because to John, Jesus loved John. And I think that he loved John because John knew his heart. And Jesus said, I'm going to go be with the father now, but you have my heart. So take my mother. Take my mother to your house. He entrusted her to him. And he knew that when he was gone, when it was finished, amen, that Mary was going to have an empty place in her heart. And so John came. So that when she had that moment of void, that moment of missing Jesus, amen, John had a heart like Jesus. And so he made provision for both of them this morning. Thank you, Jesus. He has provided for you, John. Amen. In those moments that you don't feel loved by your children. Because let me tell you, you raise them long enough. Some of you have little ones, but they come up. <laughs> And you're not always loved, amen. Oh, you will hear out of your child's mouth. I hope you don't, but let me tell you, they'll tell you they hate you. I can't stand you. They'll lie to your face, amen. They'll hide things from you. They'll go off and be rebellious. How do I know? Because I was a kid. <laughs> and I've raised them too. And it, man, that cuts, that cuts when your kid tells you they don't love you, that they hate you, that they lie to your face. That cuts. And that's why I say to us this morning, yes, the flowers are nice and the gifts are accepted, but we need the Father to touch us this morning. We need the love of the Father to heal, because there's, let me tell you, there's wounds in this room. I love my kids, and I would not want to see my life without any of them. 
I have the honor of being a mother. And here was Mary. Amen. He provided the release of the mother or to the mother who received him, raised him, and released him to be raised up so that all men who call upon the name of the Lord could be saved. She was his last accomplishment before he uttered the words, it is finished. I thought that was so awesome. That was the last thing that Jesus did. He released her. And he wants to release you this morning. It is finished. It is finished. To come out of the what ifs coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's finished, ladies. This is the word that the Lord gave to me for you. It says, some of you have stretch marks on your hearts. They have been stretched so many times carrying burdens and heartaches for your children. The Lord wants to deliver you this morning. Come to him. Bring forth your heavy hearts before the Lord. He has a midwife here this morning. And she has been instructed by the Lord to carry out his will and plan. You have birthed deliverers to this world. Cast them into the waters, women. Before me, trust me for their destinies, says the Lord. I am their protector. Keep nursing them in prayer. You are their life source. I have the heart of the pharaohs in their lives, and I alone can turn it, says God. They will encounter me in the wilderness as Moses did. Then they will truly know I am the I am. Rest now, you Jacobites. I take it from your hands this morning, says the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 11.21 says this, The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Deliverance will come to your sons and your daughters because you are the righteousness of God. You are not your past. You are not your regrets. You are not your mistakes. You are the righteousness of God. Take your place, mothers. Take your place. The Lord is so awesome. See those stretch marks you can't see but you know they're there. And you feel like your heart can't stretch anymore. 
You don't even know how to pray for them sometimes. He's coming for you this morning. He wants to touch that heart this morning. He wants to bind some wounds this morning. He wants to take off.